Hello and welcome to a brand new podcast. This is an introductory episode. Um, it's how to stone clear, basically. Um, I'm Rich Herring. I'll be your host in this podcast, which will should be running weekly. Uh, well, until my death, I'm hoping 50 years of podcasting for this particular podcast. Um, stone clearing. If you don't know what it is, I'm sure many of you have tuned in because you are a stone clearer. Uh, so this is an introductory episode for people who are new to the the art is uh, taking stones from a field and putting them around the edge of the field, hoping to create a wall. Some stone clearers make a path. Um, basically, there's a big field. I walk my dog around every morning. Uh, it takes about half an hour to walk all the way around if you're just walking at a regular pace. It's a big field. Um, and uh, I noticed there's a lot of stones on it. And, you know, I thought, well, it probably will help the farmer if I get those stones off. And also, if I build a wall with them, then I will become immortal. Uh, that wall will last here longer than my lifespan can be expected. People will come from generations to look at it, to try and understand it, work out who was the mysterious person. I mean, they, I think they'll think it will be people, it will be such an impressive wall, but it will be just one man. And of course, human beings have been doing this, just stooping down to pick up a couple of stones I spotted there. These are just little ones. Um, the thing is, I want to clear all the stones from this field of, down to what size, I don't know. I mean, it's difficult to Estimate this. I've got quite a good little collection over there by a little bench. Uh, you can know hear it going click, click, click. And uh, yeah, I'm hoping to get rid of all the stones. I mean, the stones litter this field, but uh, there's a sort of philosophical and artistic thing behind this. AI will be creating something out of nothing. Also, it's a little bit about whether such a thing would be possible. How much of a dent can one man make in the stones? on a field this size. I mean, so far, I've been doing this couple of months. I've largely concentrated on the edge of the field and walking around here. I mean, I just picked up four quite medium-sized stones there just from the edge, which I've walked past every single day. And I look at this, and it seems no different. And that is the thing. This is a task that, is, that demands commitment uh, and staying power. And only after a long, long time will we really be able to see any difference. I mean, that's a beauty. I can't believe this this little baby has uh, been lying within a foot of where I walk every day and haven't seen it. Of course, whether the rain reveals new stones or whether overnight some kind of stone god comes and places new stones to replace the ones I've removed. I mean, there's, it is raining today. Uh, you may be able to hear. And uh, there do seem to be a lot more stones than usual. So um, anyway, we're not going to get too deeply into the art and the craft of this in this introductory episode. This is just a couple of nice stones going on. Again, a nice little can. So there's there's various terminology that will come up during this podcast. I'll take you through it as a newbie. Uh, I'm just going to assume a lot of you are newbies. I know many. I apologise to people who do this. For a living, no one knows when stone clearing began. 
but I think it's probably as old as mankind itself. Man has always wanted to attempt tasks that seem impossible to leave some mark of themselves behind. I mean, look, that one's an inch from the, from the shore, which is what I call, and what many sound clearers call, the, the edge between the path and the field. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I'll be walking my dog. Uh, we'll be probably bumping into people along the way. I try to keep my stone clearing, clearing secret. Um, I did notice yesterday there's a quite impressive cairn, and I have been blogging about this, uh, and some unknown local has put up a sign uh, to indicate that I am the creator of the cairn, giving links to where that is. Please, if you are listening to this, this is a secret. I'm trying to keep the secret from everyone. And uh, Wolfie, come here. Do not have, including the, walk, the other dog walkers. There's one coming here, so I'm just putting Wolfie on the lead. Um, might have to be a little bit quiet for a second. I think I'm talking to the older. I think he may be heading off in another direction. We may have dodged a bullet there. But uh, try and keep this secret. This is a, I don't want anyone knowing it's me that is, is doing this. I don't want anyone... You know, that's, that's part of the joy of it. It's this... It's a secret that can never be told as an anonymous thing that's going on. So, um, I mean, let's take a little walk, see how this goes. This is, this is a sort of a, a tester of everything that's happening. I uh, got away from the dog walker there, but he's heading off into another copse, which means we can carry on talking. And... Um, yeah, we're actually just passing a little place where I had quite an impressive little cairn growing up, just outside someone's back gate. The, someone's back gate leads uh, onto one side of the field, a few people's. Uh, that cairn was kicked over by a disgruntled local, possibly the, the owner of the house. So I'm actually just transferring some of those kickstones to another location as I go past each day, four or five, uh, to somewhere where my art is appreciated. And that's the thing, this is an art... Uh, I hope to enter this in the Turner Prize. I don't hope that's not too soon to say that, but uh, it will be appreciated. And I'm sure many artists in their day were not appreciated with the work they were doing by local people. Um, but yeah, that, that particular can that I'm moving them to is now looking quite impressive as a result of being two cans worth of stones. And there's another dog alongside us. I don't know if you can hear the coughing, spluttering of another dog walking there. So, it's going to go back the other way for a sec just so we can carry on talking. Because, you know, again, the secrecy of this podcast is very important. I wanted to get to know some of my other dog walkers here in the area. And, uh, yeah, so it's a pretty rainy day today. So, the ground is wet, uh, which... Some people might find off-putting if they're collecting stones, but of course it does mean you can dig down deep into the earth. I am wearing gloves today, which I've started to do. I've started to wear my... I mean, they're my DIY gloves, but I never do any DIY. But uh, there are various pros and cons to that, of course, because if you're bare-handed, especially now in the winter, as you reach down the earth to collect a stone, you feel the cold of the earth. It's life and death. Meeting, and I think that is quite an important 
part of this is the understanding of your place in the universe, how long these stones have been here, how long they will be here after we've gone, how short a time we are here, alive and warm. Um, so to wear gloves, of course, you lose that visceral reaction to the stone clearing, because in the summer it's you don't have that as well, but uh, but for the sake of your nails, getting dirt on your hands, spreading that into the mouths of your children, it is quite a good idea to wear gloves. There's a, you get a quite a lot of injuries, uh, cracked skin, cracked nails, if you're doing this properly. So, um, though the stone clearers of old would have been appalled at me wearing uh, some, I mean, the mechanics gloves. I mean, I think mechanics would be quite appalled at me wearing these as well. Um, I think it makes sense, health and safety in the modern world, to look after yourself a little bit if you're planning to do this on a long-term basis. So look, here's quite a big stone further away into the field. Um, but actually, because it's muddy, it's much easier to extract it. We'll be... We're approaching one of my more impressive cairns, uh, which I suppose is on the west side of the field. I'm guessing I haven't got my compass out. Um, and we maybe are going to cross the field now. Come here, Wolfie. So, uh, come on, this way. Good girl. Sometimes what I'll do, and we're crossing the field, so this is quite interesting because obviously around the edge of the field it's pretty easy to take off the stones and toss them into the, either into the bushes randomly, which I quite like doing, or indeed uh, to make cairns to specific places where the stones go. But as we approach the middle, as we're doing now, it's harder, but I sometimes try and, or you'll see now I'm doing, to throw a stone back towards the cairn, see if I can hit it. That one hit the bank, didn't get onto the cairn. Uh, there's lots of different techniques, basically. There's the throw, there's the random throw into the bushes, and that, of course, will create a stone over many, many years. And then there is the more formulated creation of a wall. Uh, we are approaching, as we cross this field, I'm now too far from the ground to, well, he's digging a hole there, so I think maybe trying to help me, but um, she's uncovered no stones. Uh, as we do this cross, then I can gather some of the bigger stones and carry them across. It's a very good exercise, being a stone clear, of course. Um, not only a lot of bending, stooping, uh, walking, uh, but uh, in the Middle Ages, of course, stone clearers would die quite young due to this vigorous work. Um, but also, if you do find yourself trying to transport big stones from the centre of the field to the edges, you are carrying. I did go through a period where I would uh, bring a bag for life with me so I could take more. Oh, that's quite a nice discovery. That looked like a little tiny stone on the top, but that is a stone as big as bigger than my fist, and I know my fist isn't big, but that's always a lovely discovery. Just saw like I'm going to call them icebergs. You see the little that was like a shark fin coming through the stone ocean, the stone, uh, and uh, picked it out. Discovered there was a lot more underneath than I was expecting. And that is a chunky stone that will do nicely on the uh, on the main cairn that uh, this anonymous person who's trying to dob me in. It's called Herring's Mound. It is the most impressive uh, of the creations so far. 
in a sense, it's the show wall and revealing what we also. I mean, there are quite a lot of juicy stones as we cross the field. It's difficult to know which ones to take and which ones to leave. But the thing is, these stones will, they've been here for millennia. And most of them, as long as the plough doesn't go over, will be in the same place tomorrow. Uh, the plough won't be going over because uh, I'm gathering quite a few here. Oh, and there's another nice one. Uh, I've got seven or eight in the crook of my arm. But there's just an embarrassment of, of gold here. Uh, I think these stones are worth more than gold because they're not going to create jewellery. They're not about wealth. They're about creating art. And they're about creating something that will live on. That's what I'm getting there. Some kids come and chuck it uh, into, back into the field. But, you know, oh, and another. I mean, there's a couple of lovely ones here. That I'm, oh, and again, another really big one. Um, just on the path that I'm tread most days. But revealed by the rain. And uh, my arms are full now. It will be embarrassing if anyone does approach me. I can't see any of the dog walkers. I'll have to try and explain what I'm doing. So I'm approaching the Cairn Herrings Mound. <coughs> which uh, somebody has put this sign up, which I'll read to you. I'm going to take the sign down, I'm afraid. Because... Anonymity is everything. Uh, and I think I've got away with this. I mean, I'll tell you how many stones that I've been carrying. Just drop one. Oh, and I'm trying to pick, pick it up. I've dropped two more. This is one of the disasters that can before the soaker, as well as having quite a dirty coat. Um, okay, I've got them all. We're nearly there. You can see, you can hear from my breathing. Um, how difficult it is to carry these across this far. I mean, this wall is looking quite impressive. I don't know if other people are adding to it. Uh, I think it's mainly just me. It did start with some other dog walkers who, um, to be fair, had created a fairly pitiful little cairn. Now it's, uh, it's, it's very much a corner of a wall, incorporating what I quite like, a bit of plough or something that's fallen off. I haven't counted them, but maybe you managed to count them from the, the, number, of cl the number of clicks you are hearing. So here it is, it says Herring's Mound. Uh, it's, I'm going to take it down if I can. Yes, I can. And uh, it says a temporal collection of hardened sediment gathered and displayed as a comment on space-time and the futility of actions in this modern age. This is a work in progress. For more information, please see the artist's website, richchain.com. That's warming up. I don't want people knowing about it. So as much as I appreciate the support from the mysterious, possibly stalkerish member of my local village who has worked out what's going on. They must not know. They must not find out. So I've taken that down. Maybe they will return with another. Who knows? I hope not. Um, I think we'll go back the other way, Wolfie. So, no, we'll go this way. Okay, so... Um, I mean, that is quite a good description of the podcast, though. So thank you to them for that. That is what it's about. Um, but they always got that from reading what I've been doing. And, uh, yeah, I think for the moment I... No, let's carry on. We'll carry on. We can always edit down. So um, well, this podcast will just be me, maybe once a week, walking around the fields, telling you what's going on with the stones, talking about the philosophy, why I'm doing this, giving you tips on how to make your cans or how to make your random walls, whether picking up is better than kicking, picking or kicking, uh, whether the farmer would be annoyed if he knew what was going on or happy, um, whether it's uh, allow, whether it's uh, allowable for 
having to walk across crops in order to find stones. Um, when I started this, the, the field had been freshly ploughed, which throws up loads of stones, of course. Uh, and I have to, I suppose, make clear that they're, I'm, taking, I'm taking 200 stones a day off this field at least. It's making no discernible difference. There are stones, as far as the eye can see, there are stones deep into the ground as well. That's the thing. So that even if I did successfully clear the top layer, the next time the plough came over, there'll be another load of them. I mean, I'm not doing very much stone clearing in this particular podcast. I hope the podcast won't um, distract me from the important work. Um, if you do know where this field is, please don't reveal it. Uh, you are welcome, I, I guess, if you want to, to add your own stones to my wall. Though I'd prefer if you didn't because, you know, I don't think you'd do it as well as I can. But I would encourage you to do this in your own local field or recreation ground or wherever there is a lot of stones uh, that, you know, are in the way of other business. Now, it's very possible, of course, that the farmer likes these stones and they somehow help aerate the soil. Um, that's not my business. My business is not to help him if he doesn't want to be helped. My business is to clear stones from the field. So um, I think we'll leave it there. I'm about to cut across the field again uh, in the middle of... I'm passing one of my mini cairns, which is... I, try, I tend to put them around the National Trust signs, which is what a lot of people do anyway. So to, there's some dog poo down there, right on the path. That really annoys me. Um... Sometimes I, I bury that as well. That's just partly where this began. Um, but there's no time to bury that today. I'm not on the podcast. Uh, but we're heading across the field again. The diagonal, the long diagonal. And uh, this is where you start to see the, the impossibility of the task because this path is littered with stones. It's very hard for me, obviously, to pick up very many as I go. And... Uh, even sometimes just throwing them back towards the direction of the the edge, you think, well, at least that's closer to being off the field. But uh, there is a lamp poster, sorry, a telegraph pole in the middle of the field in which I am depositing. I'm trying to make a circular cairn in the centre of the the field, which uh, should be quite impressive because there's a lot of stones out here. It's not going to be part of the wall, but I'm hoping the wall will be visible from space. I'm also hoping... Once I've got the wall underway, I might start scattering some of the smaller stones on the path. I've been taking a few big ones from the path uh, so that the path becomes, in a day like this, a more solid affair. Uh, the danger of that, of course, is that unless the ground is quite wet, the stones will just get kicked around back onto the field. So I've been resisting that, but a day like today would be a good time to put some small scatters on small stones, make the path, which I also hope will be visible from the space. I mean, I don't know how likely that is. The Great Wall of China supposedly was visible from, from the moon. I don't know if that's true. Uh, but a wall obviously has a better shot at that kind of alien-style appreciation. Um, which I would also like. I'd like the human appreciation. Again, I'm doing this anonymously. No one knows what I'm doing, apart from that one person who's put that sign up and everyone who's listening to this or reading my blog. But apart from that, it's essentially a secret. Uh, and again, I'm picking, as I go along here, I'm picking up just a few of the chunkiest stones. You can be a glory hunter. I think like Stonehenge, I can see how that came about. 
someone started doing rock clearing, enjoyed finding the big ones. And I have to say, I found a big one yesterday, which I'll use as a picture for this. And yeah, it's a, it's a rare pleasure and natural delight to find something that big. And there's a quite big one I just picked up and not, nothing. But the one I picked up yesterday was maybe four or five times the size of this. Uh, and then obviously some people start bringing the stones from other places. They want, oh, well, I want a big one. And with Stonehenge, it got to the sense the, the point where people were bringing them in from Wales to take them to Salisbury. And yeah, that for me is, is very wrong. Um, and yeah, they're big stones. They can be proud of that, but they weren't even from the field. So all they've done is brought new stones to the field, very much against the ethos of the stone clearer. So here I am uh, at the lamppost. There's a dog in the distance. I mean, at the moment, not, it's actually moving quite good here. Um, and there are stones just like so close to the can. Let me put them there and throw that on. All right, well, so we go, uh, should we go away from that dog? Uh, maybe we'll go back the way we came. So I tried to do a podcast yesterday of this and uh, the recording didn't work. So this is very much just an introduction. Uh, the, uh, the real ones will be very different to this. So thanks for listening so far. I'm going to try and save this now uh, and uh, hope you'll be back for more stone clearing with Richard Herring uh, and to learn more about this valuable and ancient craft. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.